name is Aquaria Jampi from the British Blacklist. Please, could you introduce yourself? Okay. <gasps> I am Gabriel Linga Sidibe. You can call me Gabby. <laughs> and I am an actress, uh, but I'm also like a director and an author and just like your, you know, your general artist extraordinaire. I, I, I agree. I can, I can get rid of that. So I was going to say, actually, give me a word or a sentence which best describes you. Perpetually confused, but still somehow appears to have it all together. So I hear you. I like that one. I might steal that. So, I mean, it's wonderful to speak to you, actually. You've been a long time fan. And I think when we're black, we kind of have our faves and we're going to take them under our virtual wings. And even though we don't know you, I really am um, appreciating your career and your presence. <laughs> on the scene. Please tell us about your character and what your character's goal is in the project Antebellum. So my character is Dawn uh, of Antebellum. And Dawn, I know that a lot of the, uh, certainly in the previews and the commercials, it seems to absolutely be a slave uh, horror film. And Dawn ain't no slave. Dawn is very, Dawn is, uh, she's kind of like a socialite, but she's very smart. She's a panelist, like she's, she does TED Talks. She's very aware of herself. She's very aware of her value. She is very aware of the values of her friends and people around her. For Antebellum, Dawn is a moment of not just a moment of levity, but like a moment of actual genuine rest because mm. antebellum runs you ragged from the very first frame to the last. But thankfully, Dawn is a tiny bit of joy. I'd say a great bit of joy because it is, <laughs> you are that <sighs> and genuinely scene stealing, if I'm honest, because you're not expecting that moment of freshness in a, such a heavy story. So, I, uh, your presence is really appreciated in there. And I was going to say, as the character, I mean, in quotes, the best friend, however, your character has such a freedom and confidence that's not really afforded many black women in, in films at the best of times. So, and then the irony about this film being about having your freedom stolen. So how did you approach Dawn, knowing that the backstory is so deep, but knowing that also you're there to, it's a bit of pressure, right? Yeah, although like I have to say, it was, I understood what Don was supposed to be. So I am, I'm Senegalese by way of my dad, my dad's Senegalese, but I was, mm -hmm. you know, American born. And right before we filmed that winter, I'd gone to Ghana. Yay, I'm Ghanaian. Are you Ghanaian? Yay! Akwaba! No, that is it, Akwaba is it, that is it. Akwaba, okay. You got it right, welcome. You're saying welcome. So I'd gone to the, um, I'd gone to the slave castles, right? Yes, Amina. And so I, you know, we're in the dungeons and we're, we're moving through, through all of the, you know, all of the literal dungeons and cages and sure. jails that they housed us in for three months before putting us on the boat and that whole thing and then walking through the door of no return. The tour that I went on, they have us walk through the door of no return and they have us walk back you know, as we walk back, we're welcomed, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Oh. And it's really, really beautiful. And I'm so glad that I had that experience because Dawn has never picked a piece of cotton her entire life. And she does not intend to now. It is so slavery as much as like, 
as much as we all deal with the remnants of slavery, Dawn is very, very far away yes. from that narrative. Super, super far away. So much so that she has no idea that it even exists physically for her anymore. It mm. doesn't. Like she might be the daughter of the daughter of the daughter of a slave, but she is not the slave. And so I just had to bring the awareness that not me, Ooh, yeah. yes, but not me, never me, in fact, because it's it's gotta be a very sort of, uh, it's gotta be, you know, very contrast to what Eden and V mm. is dealing with. She is a slave today, but this is the day before slavery. So I want it to be as free as free in that performance and as free in that last girl's night so that we understand how horrible, yeah. how horrible slavery is. And not only that, but like a lot of people think that's, you know, like you think, oh, well, yeah, you're black or you're African-American. So like you, you know, your, your beginning is slavery. No, we were teachers. We were doctors. Yeah. We were mothers. We were fathers. We were family. We were society and we were stolen from that society. So I knew that Dawn's position was to show the society that V was stolen from. I mean, perfect answer. And I was going to actually say being no, Senegalese, no, no, it's no, it's good. It was good. Um, being Senegalese of Senegalese heritage. Did you ever, have you ever spent time in Senegal? Yes. I, my father, I think the first time I went to Senegal, I was a very, very small baby. Okay. And I, we used to go back about every year until I was like six or seven. So the last time I was there, I was seven or so. And I loved being in Senegal. I love being in Africa. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it so much. But do you think that, not but, but does that help your sense of freedom as an African-American or Black American woman who's in society today? Because you have something that you can touch base with that is the motherland that we hold so dear for those who are disconnected or for those who haven't been back or something like that. Absolutely. It mm. feels like I know, I know my actual beginning. Sure. I know what, cause like we're African-Americans are stolen people. Like quite frankly, we're stolen people. At the beginning of an African-American specifically is that person was stolen. Yeah. So you don't know where you're stolen from. And it's not like we have birthright here in America where you can go back to your motherland. And because Africa is an entire continent, it's gigantic. It's, 50, it's 56 or more countries. Mm. And within each country, a lot of different tribes where we're an entire, entire gigantic amount of people. Yeah. And so, but we don't know where we're from. And I happen to know exactly where I'm from. But my mother, on the other hand, who's from Georgia, she married my father and then took a blood test and found out that they were actually cousins. They had, no, they had no idea until after they had a blood test taken. They had no idea. But as it turns out, my mama's people were taken from, well, my dad's, my dad's dad is from Mali. And so mm -hmm. my bloodline says I'm Malian, but yeah. my mom was taken from Mali. And so we have no idea what our beginning is. And I have to, I know, I know how rare it is to know especially as an African-American, which is why, you know, it's really great that there's like African ancestry and like tests where you can find out where your yeah. lineage sort of began. And I think every African-American should have access to knowing the beginning of your actual story. It's, it's super important. It's an extra special power, I think, that gives you that sense of reinforcement. And I think that comes through in the, the roles that you play, how you bring yourself to those characters. I, whether or not it's just specifically that, but that's what comes through when you're in your performances. So saying yes to this project and being a part of it, how does that tie in with where you're at personally and in your career? 
so I, I became a director a few years ago. Mm. And after that, I realized my actual power. I realized that I do have the power to tell the stories that I want to and to tell the stories that mean something to me. And it really, I was at a point where like, I was like, actually don't, I don't want to sell popcorn. Like, I don't want to take a role just because of money, or I don't want to take a role just because it looks cute on a resume. I want to do something that feels good to me. I want to do something that, that makes me feel as though I am the change that I want to see in the world. And that is 100% what Antebellum is. Because if there's anything I learned when I was in Ghana um, at the slave castles, the tour guide said, you know, these buildings are still standing because they were supposed to. Mm. they're supposed to still be standing that means that I'm supposed to be a slave like what the intention was slavery lasts forever I think that if we're allowed to forget slavery then we're just going to slip right back into it I think knowing our history telling our stories that's the most important thing to me as an actress and as a filmmaker as a storyteller as an artist I want to be able to tell our stories because if we don't tell our stories fast enough Cleopatra will be white I, well, 100%. I could talk to you forever. So what, what can I say? What can I pick up my final question? So you can, maybe you have an answer for any of these. A book that you have in your collection that you have to have in your collection, a song, an album that defines a soundtrack of your life or a film and TV show that reminds you why you're in this business or the first play that you saw and what it meant for you. So you can either do all, if you can do it like in two minutes or... Okay, <laughs> okay. book that I need to have. Okay, so The Color Purple, I need this book. I've read it over and over and over again. And it's really good for when, you know, like this is a moment of like crap and everybody's a little depressed. And sometimes I read The Color Purple just so I know that life does get better, okay. that life gets better and that it is a sin to walk past The Color Purple yes. and not notice it. That's my so, sin. Yeah. That's one. The next one was album. Song or album that defines the soundtrack of your life to date. Okay, so Jade Nova has an album called All Blue. She just did her second album. It just came out a while ago, but All Blue is my favorite uh, album of the last like few years. And it's just really beautiful. It's very uplifting, but very real. Like she's a song about time where you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, I'm older than I used to be. And I'm running out of time and I'm 37. And I'm kind of at the point where I know I look good. But <laughs> Am I running out of time? You know, am I running out of time for anything? But she just really speaks to me and she's a beautiful vocalist. And I think that she has a soundtrack. She has a song on Antebellum. She's everything. Oh, wicked. Next, what was the other one? <laughs> film, and TV film and TV show that reminds you why you're in this business. It could be from before or now. I May Destroy You. I May Destroy You. Jesus Christ, I May Destroy You. It is such an honest and open look at at trauma, it doesn't just have to be like sexual trauma, but trauma in general and how it changes your life. Um, also, it, it, it's very black, it's blackity black, black, but it's such a human story that, that it can be anyone else's, but I'm glad it's black. So the first play you saw and what it meant to you? I saw The Wiz when I was very young and it meant everything to me, everything. I wanted to be Eveline. <laughs> Thank you. Bless you so much. I appreciate your time. It's really good speaking to you. Thank you, Gabby. Thank you. Also, you have really gorgeous skin. That's that guy. Oh, you too. It's the Ghanaian, <laughs> but they're not the, the Senegalese, isn't there? <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, bye.